0: What up, GWB Nation, welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. This is your host, Ben Mayfield, and ladies and gentlemen, this is an incredible episode. I'm here with my boy, Michael Ashley. Michael is a wonderful human being. He is so funny. He is a huge listener to the podcast, and I've known him for almost a decade, and he just brings this genuine laughter, this great storytelling, talks about his brothers being a middle child, talks about working with eye sculpting, which is like, what in the world? So, I love Michael. I'm so glad he came on today's episode. So, please listen to it as he's a great guest. And before we get to it, we just want to let everybody know that we have shirts, uh, comfort color t-shirts. We have green, we have red. They are fantastic. They are wonderful. They support the podcast as a fundraiser. So, please support us. Order your shirts today. We also have stickers if you want some Great White Buffalo merch, please get some. And also, the first week in December, we're getting hats. That is correct, folks. We're getting hats. So if you're a big uh, hat person, we have four different styles, four different colors. It's going to be fantastic. And once again, it all just supports the podcast. Remember to follow us on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps us out tremendously, get noticed and picked up by bigger, bigger audiences. And so we just love the support. And thank you for joining the Herd. Oh my gosh, this is episode number what, 27, 28, something like that. And this is like, we're going to the 30s, and then hopefully by the end of the year, we're up to, you know, into our late 30s episodes. And we just love the support, y'all. We love you. If you have any suggestions for us, follow us on Instagram, The Great White Buffalo Podcast, DM us. We get people messengers us all the time. We love you, and we're thankful for joining the herd, and hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Great White Buffalo. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd. When you think the day done, the sun is getting low. We're all looking for something rare, the great white buffalo, the great white buffalo. Podcast with Ben Mayfield. What is up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so pumped right now. I have a a celebrity, I feel like, that's in the house. This person I've known for, we figured out today, eight years or something like that, eight or nine years. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, it's Magic Mike. It's Michael Ash. What's up, Michael? (laughs) Good
1: morning. How we doing, Ben? Dude, I'm so (laughs)
0: glad you're here, man. I've known you, I'm trying to think, it was 2011, 2012, yep. we were in 4-H together, and I was a board advisor, and you were on senior board, and that was like the OG squad, man.
1: It was. Well, the It went down in history, like, look it up in textbooks, in history as the greatest board to ever go through
0: at, at Georgia 4-H. Absolutely. Yep. And I'm still doing it, so I have like some oh, boards, like... and there's been some years where you know, I've had some great ones. Yes, like know, ours. Like yeah. yours. Yep. Yeah. I've had some really awful ones, you know, some ones that I don't want to remember. Yeah, I'm not going to say names. And yeah, then I, I had know. some that are, you know, pretty much mediocre. Yeah, right they in the make middle. it work. Yeah, only yeah, one right. board was, like, the greatest, and that was yours. Thank you, sir. Appreciate so, that.
1: Thank you, David Rice. <laughs> David shout out. Rice,
0: Shout out to David Rice. Love that man. So, Michael, I'm so glad you came in. You're listening to the podcast. Why do you listen to podcasts? Let's throw that out there real quick.
1: So, it started with uh, one of my jobs that I have. I drive around Atlanta a lot delivering Delivering ice with an ice company, and I was in the car for several hours. Wait, wait, wait! Are you talking about like
0: crush ice, like Zaxby's no, crush no, 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 ice, like
1: cubed specialty cocktail ice? So it's so a bars and restaurants in Atlanta with nice cocktails. They need a nice two-inch cube to you know let their cocktail really stand out above all the other ones. What? So, yeah. That's crazy! So it's like a two by two, or actually, it's all kinds of sizes. Depends on what you, what, what glass you have. What? I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, different yeah. sizes of cocktail ice. So crystal clear. Perfect edges, you know.
0: That's awesome. I it's, didn't know that was even a thing. It's
1: very niche market. So, yeah. Yeah. But I, I just work for the guy. And, um, but either way, I drive around Atlanta a lot, um, with that job. And I was getting tired of Spotify. Like, I hate the radio. So I moved to Spotify. And right. Spotify even just started playing the same songs over and over and over again. Maybe I should broaden my, um, my music genres from country to something else, but right. country. You know, there's only a certain amount of country songs out there, mm-hmm. and I think I've listened to all of them and they all at least 100 include times. Include trucks and yeah, breakups. exactly. And, yeah, 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 trucks, breakups, dogs and dogs and <laughs> women. So. um I, I just needed something more, something a little bit more meaningful. So I, I started listening to a couple podcasts I don't can't, I can't even remember what the first podcast I started listening to but you know Art of Manliness, uh, Joe Rogan podcast and Love a bunch it, of Joe. little ones. He's, a, he's actually a partner of the show. Yeah, yeah I yeah, talked yeah, to him yeah. the other day. He said he's gonna get you on So <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna make that happen. Um, but started listening to a couple and this couple small ones, but the small podcasts just never really have what it takes for me to really follow them. Uh, and then yours, honestly, I'm not even kidding, was the first small like startup podcast that I've ever ever started with, from beginning to present. From the beginning, <laughs> from the beginning yeah, yes. From the beginning, that I was able to just enjoy every um, every episode, you know, ready for it every single week for the next episode to come out with and everything. Maybe because it helps. I know you. I know a lot of the topics that you talk about with 4H or. Um, youth leadership, but and stuff but you like also that.
0: you know me, so like yeah. when I talk about some yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, connect, connect yes. like you like I can relate to it. You said of a couple things
1: it. in your episodes that <laughs> I'm just like, yes I, yes, I know that person, I know that situation, and and then just your guests, you got great guests on so far, and um, I've known a couple of your guests, and that helps a lot when I'm sitting. Somewhere, just listening to y'all have a great conversation around this amazing table that you've got right here. So,
0: shout out to Billy and Ursula for building this incredible table. Thank you, Billy and Ursula. I I will say this it's crazy because I have fans who maybe I don't know, you know, they listen to it and they don't know what they tell me. But then I have some who are like, I have really great friends who don't listen to the podcast. They're not podcasters, they support me, but they're like, I don't listen to podcasts. But then I have friends who I just randomly, are super into podcasts, and they listen to every single episode. And like, people will message me or text me like, hey, this episode was really good. I like this point here, this point there. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, right. thank you so much. Like, right. And then they'll go, and the opposite, they'll go, this episode wasn't good, and these are the reasons why. So I'm like, okay. okay. Now that I know, yeah.
1: <laughs> now that I know you got people to do that, I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry, that, yeah, but, yeah. they yeah. message
0: me all the time. I'm like, all right. Constructive
1: like, criticism. I love it, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: that's the thing is they always say it with love, like, hey, right. I love what you're doing. Yes. Couple of things. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, you know, when you start running a podcast, yeah. let me know, you know, and how stop. you can do that. Yeah, because um, I, as you can tell, it's a one man show right here. Right, you know, so I'm I'm editing, I'm recording, and I'm mixing. Mm-hmm. This is the behind the scenes of the podcast yeah. world. Yeah. So I'm glad you got into it though. Most definitely,
1: I um, enjoy what the podcast is, what you're doing, the guests that you have, the the whole story behind the Great White Buffalo podcast. You you scroll through uh, podcast lists, and some of the names just literally make you wanna not listen to another podcast ever, but great white buffalo podcast put some interest in your brain. I knew nothing about white buffaloes ever <laughs> or the whole whole mystical, you know, story behind them. So you, you it's a great it's a great name. It's a great uh It's idea. catchy. It's catchy. No, and yeah. like
0: here's the thing was I was trying to think of a podcast that people would go, Oh, what is that? Yeah. You and know, that's the whole That's the whole, that's the whole idea. Yeah, yeah um, And people uh, have asked me a thousand times what it is, you know, da-da-da. And it's like, if it's in their mind, they're remembering the name of it and not yes. just like, sit down with Ben Mayfield. Right. Okay, like, okay, ooh, yeah. like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I and will that, say, real quick, my co-worker yesterday came into the office and he went to like a seminary class of some sort and they were talking about a Native American quadrilateral Mm-hmm. And the north is a white buffalo, and it represents thinking, ah. and it represents like the white buffalo being a thinker and talking things out. And I was like, "That's why I chose the name." Exact- exactly. Yes,
1: you were right. That's that's exactly it. Yeah. What are you saying though? Another thing I like about it is that it it, it a lot of other podcasts and you kind of just talk about saying are very specific in the name, so they kind of have to tie the podcast to it. Mm-hmm. Great White Buffalo podcast is kind of like this mystical thing that it's just kind of <laughs> encompasses a lot of things. Like you just said, it hit a new topic that you didn't even know about. So it, I like how you're able to hit a lot of topics. You talk about sports sometimes, superheroes sometimes, you know, friendships, Something that deeper stories, stuff, yeah. questions, deeper things, you know, you hit it all and that's, that's why I think it's a good podcast because... I, I don't know what I'm going to get when I when I listen to an episode, so you're doing good.
0: Dang, Michael. Well, I appreciate good. it. Well, today's episode, I really hope we kind of... I've known you, for, like I said earlier, for a long time, and I feel like you have a really interesting story, and I feel like you have an interesting um, career, which we're, we're going to talk about the ice thing in a Let's minute. talk about we'll it. We'll get to we'll that. We'll get to that. But I want to start about family. The first thing I want to talk about is because everybody who listens has a family of some sort. And I'm a younger brother. I have an older brother. It's the two of us. And I know a lot of people who have just one kid or they're the only child, some that have big families. But rarely do I get to sit down and talk to a middle child. Yes. you It's a rare breed. Yeah, Yeah. it's a rare breed because I I know a lot of youngers. I know a lot of olders. But the middle child, um, I think that's a unique perspective on being raised is you got Joe, who I know. Yes. Uh, Joseph, shout out to him because I'm sure he'll listen because you're on the episode.
1: No, and, actually, he will probably be like you know, you know. I ain't listening to you, but he may, he may, man. He may, he may.
0: He may. He right, he may. Yeah. Uh, and that's who I knew first. I knew him before I knew you. Yeah, because he's uh, twenty five. Yes. Are we allowed to
1: say on the podcast how old you are?
0: Yes, I am five hundred years old. Oh,
1: I, I thought a, I was thinking a, more <laughs> like four
0: 490. four ninety. I'm a wizard. Yeah. No bigs. Okay. Uh, no, I'm twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking twenty six.
1: So yeah, I was close. Um, way,
0: twenty seven in, in June, and I'm, I'm, sometimes I'll say twenty six because I forget that I'm twenty seven. And then, and then I have to be reminded that I'm aging in my life. Hey. So, 27, he's 25. How old are you? I'm 23. You're 23. Yeah, I was okay. having to think about that for a second. But 23. Yeah. yeah. Dang, Yeah, you're getting older well, too. Well, we're right? not old. We're not old. And old then, is
1: when you're like 96, then you could start thinking about yes, getting old and, absolutely. and then you die. But we're still we're still we're still living. We're still young. Still we still got a lot in. of years. Yes, yeah, still got a lot of years ahead of us. And it's then so
0: your younger brother is Thomas.
1: Thomas, he's 19. Uh, he is up at Austin P University, uh, cheering, doing doing their cheer program up there. So,
0: do you know I have a coworker whose son um, is a cheerleader, like in the uh, oh god, I'm going to butcher it. I want to say is Saint Louis, like the ones that the um, that oh my god, that Lamar J- Lamar Jackson played for. They're in the ACC, um, Louisiana, oh, the, Card- um, the Cardinals, something wait. like that.
1: St. Louis or S-
0: Louisiana? Louisiana. Louisiana. St. Yes. Louis is
1: Missouri, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay. states. Yeah. yeah.
0: Somebody's listening right now. You're an idiot, man. I was like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's a uh, uh, Louisville, Louisville. Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, um yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on the college team, and they're national champions. He wow. won the national championship yeah? in cheerleading. Yeah. Um. And he has a huge ring. I was like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. Super jealous. So I don't know if that was like if that was even is he Division One? Um, competition? Austin
1: P is not. They're pr- apparently pretty good, but cheerleading's weird. I'm I've been around. We'll talk more about it. But I've been around cheerleading my entire life, and I, it still confuses me. There's apparently <laughs> divisions in divisions, and if you win, my brother who was older brother Joseph who was a College cheerleader will say that if you win a national championship, honestly, that doesn't mean much because there's so many divisions
0: oh. within
1: divisions and different programs that it's it's so gotcha. diluted. I'll like, say what This division is 15
0: yeah. guys and 22 girls. Yes. This division Yeah, because you got co-ed. Yeah.
1: you got co-ed. You've got all-girl. You've got open divisions. You've got single A, double A, all the way up to like five. I don't know. There's probably people yelling it. At me right now. Sorry, I know, Thomas. I don't, I don't think
0: we have a huge cheerleading audience, but I, you never know. You never know. Like this I'll is, tell
1: Thomas to listen to this, and he'll spread the word up at Austin P, and we'll have an established, you know, footprint up in Tennessee.
0: Dang, yeah. Tennessee! I will say the cheerleading world—people, you know, talk about it being a sport or not being a sport. It's it's very competitive. Yeah, I've, I've been to competitions. I'm like, this is physical, yeah. hard work.
1: So my main argument against anything that is that argument the. Is it a sport? Is it not a sport? I think it's if you, if there's strategy and training behind competing against somebody else in anything, I think it's a sport. Yeah. Well, you agree? I mean, I so, agree too. Like, what it, like, hunt, people say hunting is, is like sportsmen. Hunting is a sport. Like, there's, there's training. You got to, you know, practice shooting. There's maybe not competition. I don't know, but. I don't know. Well, kind of there is competition
0: as far as like um, skeet shooting. Yeah, they'll go out and then right. they'll also yeah, do. Uh, That'll be it. Yeah. They'll do uh, when you do rifle shooting. They'll have like the uh, oh god, what's it called? Where you try to shoot in a small uh, area. Now I do have a lot of shotgun listeners, but you have to have like a small shooting accuracy, precision, yep. and things just like target that. Target sports. Uh, 4-H had yeah. Oh sports. yeah, safe sport so, yeah.
1: Or, or safe program in, in
0: 4-H. Anyways, we digress about. Yes, sports. what were we talking about? Uh, we're just talking about you being a mental child. <laughs>
1: yes. So, uh, little brother is as, as just left um, in August to go up to to college, and I have not talked to him since. I don't think he hasn't come home. You know, he's he's that kind of person. You know, he's he's always with his friends, always out doing something. The, the last six months of his senior year before he left for college, he was always at a friend's house, always hanging out with friends. He was never. At home, so that's his personality. I'm a very uh, homebody. I like home means a lot. Family means a lot. Not that it doesn't to my little brother, but he's more friends focused. I'm more family focused. Um, so it's just and it's
0: the season of his life too. Yeah, 100 oh, you know, percent. Eighteen years
1: old, nineteen years yeah, old. He wants to be out and about. Leaving, leaving for to go to Tennessee to live. And then my older brother Joseph is um, is uh, he's very outgoing, very funny, very. He is—he's definitely a people person, but he claims that he's very to himself. And you know, um, if if he he if he could choose to be by himself, alone at the house, that's that's his happy place. You know, me, I if I have a choice to be alone or with people, I'm gonna be with people. You know, not in like a deep way or anything, but like I hate being alone. Like I enjoy people. So that's me, Joseph, older brother, complete opposite. Thomas, he's a people person as well. I will
0: say with Joseph. and this might make me sound like a bad person but like in 4-H I was semi-popular yeah uh, you know and so I had he was not well he wasn't (laughs) but he I had a lot of people always like hey Ben hey Ben like I didn't really like I I knew their faces but I didn't know them because I mean there's like hundreds and hundreds of people at these events and so I'm like yeah da da but Joseph every time would come up to me and be like what's up man and like give me a bro hug yeah. and like yeah. hug yeah, me and I'm like oh, <laughs> who's this guy who is this guy but after like the second or third time he consistently did it I was like oh it's Joseph is it's that, that, guy, Joe. that like, like I learned his name yeah. like I got to know his story I got to know who he is and we became good buddies and so it's like through him just being consistent with yes. like I consider you a friend, and you might not consider me a friend, but we're going to be friends eventually. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're friends now. Um, Hundred yeah. percent. And that's that's that really personality.
1: Cool. He's, you know, he may not, he may not be your immediate friend, but if you know him, you enjoy him. He's he's a great guy. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So let me ask you this: um, I don't know how many of our listeners right now are middle children, but what are some difficulties? I'm thinking like. There's Christmases, there's birthdays, there's riding in the back of the car, there's things where, you know, do you get hand-me-downs, do you pass hand-me-downs down to Thomas? Like, what are some difficulties of being the middle child? Do you feel like, you know, Joseph was the firstborn, so he was loved the most, because he's first, and then Thomas is the baby, so he got babied, and then you're just kind of in the middle, it's like,
1: Yeah, so... I I have to say, it's not an an exact, like, difficulty with being the middle child, but having three kids, we, I've seen this a lot, and my dad says it all the time, is the older siblings paved the way. So Joseph, you know, was the first child, didn't necessarily get everything he wanted, but, you know, like, my parents were great to him and everything, they were great to all of us, I don't want to say that, but... (laughs) I got things that Joseph didn't get and Thomas got things that I didn't get. So like being the baby of my little brother, it aggravated the living crap out of me that he was the baby of the of the family that he got the, you know, my dad says it all the time that he that the older brothers paved the way. So that was the main thing that always got to me. It never really affected anything but just like visually in the moment being, you know, a brother to two other to two other Um, two two other guys, it it, it always irked me that there was a change in parenting from my oldest to youngest. Not even good, not even bad. It's just, you know, my parents got older, you know, times changed. We all three did three different things. So in a way, the hardest thing that I always looked at that never really mattered was that older brother paves the way for the younger brothers or older siblings pave the way for the younger siblings. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Do you so, feel like when y'all had these disagreements, did y'all uh, did y'all ever physically like fight or were y'all more verbal? No, we or does like did your parents like we're going to come down, we're going to have a talking stick.
1: So me and Joseph <laughs> never fought really verbally or <laughs> physically cuz Joseph you try to argue with Joseph he's just like, "No, I'm right." And, and then it's over because you can't argue with someone who's like, oh, I'm right. And I'm not going to argue because I'm right. It, it just never worked out. <laughs> so we never argued or fight, fighted. But me and my little brother, Thomas, always, always would get underneath each other's skin. We knew <laughs> those buttons say something or anything at any time anywhere it's the people
0: you're closest to that you know how to do that Uh, oh yeah oh yeah yeah.
1: and so he he knew he knows how to press my buttons i know how to press his buttons we never really physically fought over anger but he wrestled in high school actually middle and high school and everything and um he always thought he was bigger and bad you know (laughs) big and bad and think thought he could beat me so we've had wrestling matches before and um there's video evidence of Of me beating him, but he's convinced everybody that 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 um, that he beat me. I'm just like it's on video evidence, but somehow psychologically, he's you know trained their brains to be like, oh, Thomas won. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I will say
0: the last time I saw Thomas was about eight years ago, and he was a tiny little kid. Yep. So, he I was, mean, I guess he was 10, he was 11, yeah. 10, 11 yeah. 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 And so now I'm like, okay, this 10 year old beat the man that's in front of me. but was like, no, nah, I can't imagine uh, it. Yeah, he's all, is he's he all, is he Jack now? He's honest.
1: always been very, like, Joseph's kind of the, the beefier one. He's, he's not fat at all. He's, he's not really overweight. He's we just, we love you, Joseph. We love you too. Uh, yeah. But he's always been very, um, just stocky. Yeah. You know, I've been the the more more toned down one, and then Thomas is just like skinny as a beanpole, but still kind of shredded and and doing doing um, uh, wrestling, tumbling, cheerleading, and everything. He's he's just a powerhouse. So he he's always weighed, been the littler one, always weighed nothing, but could slap up on some wrestling kids or you know. Dang. Kill kill tumbling He was a monster in tumbling
0: My dad always called us Northern European axe fighters <laughs> That's our body type Because I'm more of a Joseph More of a beefy guy
1: Yeah definitely more of a Joseph Yeah
0: um, Never that's been funny. super shredded I remember when you were on board With David Rice and you It would be like Hey guys we're going to do a skit today And you and David would both Rip off your shirts like Can oh, I do yeah. the skit shirtless? <laughs> and we're like No put your shirts back on Like you're being weird And it's like Nah man when you have a Forty six pack, like you gotta show everybody. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I like,
1: did the Tarzan. I dressed up as Tarzan. I can't even. Remember. I think it was yeah. for uh, state board, running for state board after I was on board. I did Tarzan and
0: did some flips and stuff. I right? did some flips and stuff, yeah. but
1: the the Tarzan outfit I wore, I just wanted to wear like the skirt thing, you know, like Tarzan. But my mom, being four H lady, knew all the. Laws, regulations, rules, and, you know, common sense and made me wear, like, a full, like...
0: You could be like, there was a there was a malfunction in the yeah. costume and it just fell off. Oh, darn. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, so that's sorry. what happened, yeah. And then it oh, flexing the ladies like, oh, my God, we got to vote for this guy. Uh, yeah. So, you know, but it's... I didn't get on board, so no matter
1: what, it didn't work. But uh speaking along the lines of that, you remember Bracken Smith? Wayne Bracken Smith? Yeah. Shout out to you. You see him lately? He's a mm. boss. He's played football, college football for a long time, but he's... Is he Jack? He's I, I, I saw he was a, a, a security at Jersey's in downtown Athens. I saw him one day, and I walked up to him. and poked him in the chest. First off, he's like two feet taller than me. I poked him in the chest, and I broke my finger because <laughs> he's just a solid, just massive muscle. It's insane, but he's a monster. Dang. So he's a, also a northern... Um, European axe, fighter. Northern, yeah, northern European axe fighter as well, but yeah. he's like the ringleader of them.
0: So. <laughs> he is the clan leader. Of clan the leader of the northern. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let me ask you this: I know this for a fact. You were a gym coach, like right, for gymnastics. Yes. So knowing that you had some family, you know, you had Thomas, you had Joseph, you had your brothers. You also had your parents. You had you know life, and you're in the middle child, and you know you had to learn how to negotiate. Learn how to communicate and learn that different people had different ways to talk to. How did you, well, what did you do the gym? Were you a a coach? And how did you transfer that?
1: My dad owns the gym. So, and he's owned it for going on 40 years now. So, I. Was he a gymnast? Yeah. So, he was a gymnast in high school, kind of a cheerleader a little bit, but went to college for gymnastics. Was never like really good, but just really enjoyed coaching. Like, that's always been his thing. Always coaching but also being a gymnast when he went to college he he found um his now business partner and they decided to open up the gym together but um so he's always owned the gym as long as i've been alive for 40 years but i'm only 23 so it (laughs) it was it was it was up and running and you know booming as i was as i was born so since day one i've been in the gym like you call they call me gym rat not because like i work out all the time but just because like i always i live in the gym and and that's been my life since day one is being in the gym. And I competed when I was like 8 to 12 years old, but I sucked really bad. And we all were always getting a transition of coaches because guys' gymnastics is very hard to coach or find a coach for and find, try to it's hard to try to find gymnasts for. Right. So men's gymnastics is always small. We never really had a, a big program or anything. But when I stopped competing at 12, I really just started picking up um, – Um, coaching and so I've been coaching since I was 12 years old Um, never really great at it uh, and never really great at, at, at competing at actually doing gymnastics but I've always been so like you, you knew
0: the moves and how to execute the stuff, but yes. now they're not really like your cup of tea. Yes. It's the same thing with like soccer. I really love soccer yeah. and I understand the mechanics of soccer of how right. to position the players and how it works, you know, fundamentally. Right. But I'm not the one that's going over there and like yeah. toe touch it and destroy right. it. Yeah. You know? That's not me. But there's strengths in both of those. Yeah. Did you ever find yourself in a situation where like, you know, like you had some either a parent or you had some kids that you were coaching that were just just being just god awful, maybe being a butt, but you were able to like kind of de-escalate it at all or talk to them like, hey, like, oh yeah, uh, that
1: happens uh, about daily now. Oh, I, for I real? coach kids every single day. Are you still? You got... Are Oh, still coaching? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's so cool. it's it's considered a part time job because I, uh, I mean, coaching gymnastics is like fourth the in the afternoon to like. 30. so it's like four thirty to nine thirty in the afternoon. So can't really be a full time job. It definitely can in a lot right. of a lot of situations, but for me at my gym, it's a it's a part time job. Um, but it's it's my main job right now. So, um, but yeah, I, I coach we we coach kids every day um, in the afternoons, and you have a broad spectrum of types of kids. Like you don't understand, uh, you do understand how many just how many different personalities and how many different. Types of kids you see all I hate to say it, shapes and sizes, you know uh-huh. energy levels, all kinds of focus, all kinds of dedication i don't there's a, just a so natural ability level natural ability level um, and there's so many different situations when it comes to kids and coaching them and trying to teach or teach them you, you were a teacher so yeah, when sure. it comes to teaching kids, you cannot use one you cannot use one way of teaching because it does not work for everybody it's to
0: differentiate between the different kids and yeah. learning styles and, yeah and how they can you know process the information like it's not one formula for right. every single kid instead right. of coaching
1: but but you have you come across kids all the time that is just so hard to deal with, and it is the truest, oh the hardest, the, or it's the best challenge you could ever go through is <laughs> is trying to deal with or trying to coach or teach a kid something that they have absolutely zero interest in. The only reason they're at gymnastics is because their parents want them to be there, which I'm so glad they're there. You know, it's great for them. I always, I'm 99% of the time, can work, work with that kid and, and push through and, and make a difference in that kid, but... Man, it's hard. I've learned so much about and along, I, probably you the same thing. Have learned so much about myself, and and communication and everything from being with kids. Well,
0: one of the things I learned thinking about this is I have a lot of natural ability. Yeah. That I think I tap into way too much. Like I know I'm naturally gifted at connecting with kids and talking to kids. Yes. And, same. You know, naturally, really gifted at. Communicating and getting information to them, but I think on some level I've gotten lazy. And just this is just me thinking about this from a teaching's perspective of my natural ability. My natural ability is most people's like B plus. Yeah. You know, but in order for me to have like, you know, an A plus constant, I really got to start working on my work ethic a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I say that not because I'm trying to say I do a bad job, but I just feel like. In the teaching world, I found myself, like, having okay content or okay, like, lessons, but being able to present them in an A-plus level, my natural ability.
1: Give me a high i I'm the same exact way. Same way. Same but I way. do
0: know on some level, if I were to have an A-plus lesson mm-hmm. and then an A-plus natural ability, then oh, it would be like, course. oh, Teacher of the Year. Of course. Which I was nominated for Teacher of the Year as and my first-year yeah, teacher. Congratulations. Just saying what's up, what's up. Um, but anyway, so I, just, I was just thinking about that of like trying to challenge myself, and you know, some people may go a bit, maybe you're being a little too harsh on yourself. You you do have good lessons. Right. You just, I just, I just know on some things I'm really naturally talented at, and some things I'm not naturally talented at. Right. And so I was trying to work on the things that my natural gifts. 100%. Are not the best at. So, do you have any? Uh, I was thinking about this too when you're talking. Do you have a particular kid or particular situation that was a little challenging or funny? Yeah,
1: so I've got I've got a kid right now in <clears throat> in my classes that she's uh, honestly I'm, I'm I'm not saying this to be mean or anything I I don't know I should know I don't know the differences I do know but I'm not uh, <laughs> what am I trying to say ADD ADHD you know oh, okay. autistic yeah, 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 yeah. scale autism scale all those I'm not I can't look at a kid or, or See, diagnose the, spectrum. the kid yeah well I can't I can't. To look at a kid and be like, or work with a kid and be like, okay, she's this way, so I need to work this way. Um, she's got a lot of things that are holding her back from really excelling in in everything in life, but she's also deaf, so she wears the uh, cochle implants. Okay, yeah, 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 I think, but um, so she wears those and. In the gym, one I yell as I'm coaching, like it's a very loud environment. I yell to kit to connect with the kids and everything, and it kind of overwhelms her. But that's my style of coaching. So when I'm working with her, I really have to tone it down a little bit. Um, I have to work hands on hand, hands hands on with her yeah, yeah. with everything that we do, um, and she's always distracted by anything and everything that's going on in the gym, and there's always something going on. So with her, I've got to coach differently with my style of coaching. I've got to be very hands-on with her when I've got you know eight or 10 other kids in the group that I need to be also working with. And you tell her to do something, sometimes I don't know if she can't hear me, or sometimes I don't know if she's just distracted. She will not do it. You tell right. her over and over and over again, do it like this, and she won't do it. And I've kind of realized... And I'm not. Once again, I'm not. I don't do this to to be mean or anything. If you ignore her, if she's acting up a little bit, she'll be like, "Watch me, watch me," and then she'll do it perfectly. And I'm like, "That's what I wanted you to do ten minutes ago, as I was working with you instead." Of, you know what I'm saying? Or not right. as I was spending too much time with you. So that girl right now is a challenge because she's very, she's over, she's overactive. She is deaf and she
0: but on some level that's got to make me a better teacher though that's sharpening your that's sharpening your 100%. skill set man
1: give her given her to me 3 years ago I would have walked out right but now coaching with a lot of other kids learning a lot more and you know just becoming a more well-rounded coach I'm able to say I'm learning so much from right. this situation so much from her and and my biggest thing is I like to think about Looking back and saying, I've made a difference in that kid's life because I was, you know, maybe at home or in other places, this girl gets ignored. She gets yelled at. Her mom yells at her. Oh my God. It drives me up the wall when her, her mom yells at her.
0: She is a huge fan of the podcast. Though, she so is. Yeah. Cutting. So I'm, I'm not talking. I want to talk about
1: her. But what I'm saying is, in other places, she might get treated poorly because of all of her disadvantages or her. Her issues, but at the gym, I try to think of it as I'm learning from her and she's learning from me, and we're both trying to make the best out of the situation. So
0: yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get you, man. I uh, I was trying to think too. Like I had a difficult situation in my one of my classroom. There's this kid, um, and I'll use a fake name, obviously, but this kid was in my third period, and my third period was. A co-taught class so which means that a certain percentage of the students about 14 and I had about 32 kids in this class okay had IEPs, which means they have um, learning things that they have to do uh, they help them learn like uh, they need extra time on tests or they need yeah. uh, uh, they I have mean. a hard time reading English yeah. a lot of this was uh, in Gainesville so therefore a lot of them were English was their second language. Right. A lot of is a huge Hispanic community. So, lovely. Learned a lot. Had a great time. It was wonderful. Well, this particular class, third period, there was this kid who already sat by himself because he was already like a troublemaker and like wouldn't pay attention. And uh, let we'll say his name was Jonathan, all right? Yeah. And so Jonathan just kept sitting in the back and like would act up or chit-chat or tried to like disturb whatever. Well, so he's already secluded. And so I'm in the front of the classroom and I'm teaching and I'm like in my stride like I'm killing it, like doing this like, and I feel like I'm like really connecting with the students because I don't have a co-teacher in there, which is I'm pretty sure illegal. Yeah, so I did have a co-teacher. so I'm like I'm struggling And I'm a first year teacher, so I'm like trying to make sure that and I, I feel like I'm connecting with some of the, the slower learner you know students like oh my God, they're understanding this. That's a great feeling. And then Johnson like you know just interrupts and like this kills the vibe. And just made me so mad. Oh yeah! And I just like one of the, so in front of the whole class, thirty plus students, I went. Jonathan, do you know a lot of seventh graders? Context: This is eighth grade social studies teaching, uh, Georgia studies. I was like, do you know a lot of seventh graders? He was like, yeah, Mr. Mayfield, I know a bunch of them. I said, well, when you fail eighth grade, those are going to be your (laughs) classmates next year. So just remember that. And everybody just like, oh, I was like, oh my God. And it's like, oh. uh, and just everybody was great. like roasted up, just like, oh gosh. And he shut down. Yeah, oh yeah. And and I know some of y'all are like, oh, bit, like, you were not there, people, so do not judge me. Do okay, not. this was you got needed. got to be there to know. This was needed. I needed oh, the yeah. respect. Well, he yeah. shut down. And then I was able to finish the lesson yeah. perfectly. The kids learned oh, the yeah. content. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. But then I started to think to myself Jonathan's dad is in prison. Yep, for gang related yep. stuff, his brother dropped out of high school because he's part of a gang. His mom doesn't speak English. We've had parent teacher conferences, whatever, and so part of me was like, "Oh my gosh, what well, if this kid like tries to stab me or something, or pulls like a pair of scissors out and mm-hmm. like, God, like, oh, yeah. you know, you don't, you disrespecting me." So now I'm like kind of semi worried because he's not physically, so like, I can take this kid. <laughs> But if a kid has a blade, a kid has a blade. Or if a kid has a gun, he has a gun. Like, it's, you know, there's going to be damage. Yeah. Well, the next day, he comes in the classroom, and he just looks pedo like just pissed. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Ooh. like, this is it. Like, let me grab the stapler because I'm to, like, <laughs> staple this kid in the head because it's about to go down. That was my first, like, first like, thought. Yeah, just yeah. like, uh, what, what on my desk can I use to defend myself? And so I'm like, he's just like, he like throws his books down at a little back desk. I'm like, Jonathan, what's up, dude? Like, what's going on? Like, you okay? He's like, man, I'm angry right now. I was like, oh, I didn't know. I couldn't tell. I, obviously, I can tell you're angry. Like, what are you mad about? Is it me? Is it that? Did, did I make you mad? He's like, nah, you're cool, Mr. Mayfield. I was like, oh my god, Heck it was Miss yeah. Contreras, my yeah. uh, my English teacher. Man, she's whack, and I was like. Yeah, she is. She's the one that's whacked. Her, uh, not yeah, me. Not like me. I'm the cool one. And I like from that day on I was like, okay, cool. I'm safe. Like I I'm, right. I'm not going to yeah. uh, be stabbed by Jonathan. Yeah. He's
1: Jonathan's probably used to not used to somebody doing that. Yeah, well, so that was it kinda the It kind of caught him off guard and maybe gave a little gained a little respect for you. Yeah, it was yeah.
0: the the roast culture or the get yep. the, that there I got mad respect from it. Of, like, I could, like, I could keep up with the oh, kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, like, I had a couple more throughout the year, By what won't tell all yeah. those.
1: Well, along the lines of that, my dad's always said, like, his one phrase is, consider the source. You do not ever, with any age of any human ever, you never know what situation they're going through to make them act the way they're acting. Oh, or absolutely. Or, or maybe you could be in a great mood, and you say something that just makes them snap and just sends him off the deep end. So you got to always consider the source and, and like you said you consider the source afterwards you're like okay well you know he it doesn't have a dad his 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 brothers also and you know in jail or whatever he's only got his mom who's got her own issues and everything so everything is on top of that kid and he's overreacting and everything so Oh, absolutely. So yeah, definitely
0: there was a lot of stories like that in that classroom based on like fathers, brothers, yep. Parents not speaking English. There's one kid, who always had nicer clothes than I did, and always like nicer like stuff than I did. And I'm like, I said, I can't remember the kid's name, but I was like, dude, what, what, how do you have that watch? How do you have these AirPods? Or how do you have like all this stuff? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, just be straight with me. And he said, Well, after school every day, I go work at this car auto shop that my Sweet. uncle owns, and I work on cars, and then I do it on the weekends too. That is I was awesome. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, may, They pay me cash, and like, yeah. I don't have to pay taxes, and I don't, you know, have to report it." And I was like, "Oh, well, there you go. There that's you go. why. That's why you have straight money. Yeah. Like, this kid was already 100%. trying to get a job and working. Yeah." And he said, like, "I'm saving like over half of it, and then I spend half of it." Yeah. And I was like, "So what? The nice things you have right now is half of it, and then you're saving half. Like, can I do?" car shop stuff. Like, can I like help Can't you out your there? Uncle. What's your, yeah. Can I, can I get a part-time job after yeah. your school? So anyways, I um, digress.
1: So back to, kind of back to what we were just talking about. I'll say, well, let me ask you this. What is right, your, what is your favorite age group of kids?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. So as you know, we both were lead counselors yep. at 4-H camp. Yep. I was at Wastiga. You were at Jekyll. I did work a summer at Jekyll. So, mm-hmm. um, That's one of my favorite places in the world. So I've done a lot of 4-H stuff, and I've done classroom teaching in middle school, and then I've worked with high school students with ministry, doing the student ministry. And each age group has like, oh my gosh, I would say probably 8th grade to ninth grade is my favorite age group because the 6th and 7th have to be entertained Mm -hmm. on some level, like even in the classroom, in ministry, at camp. But that's what you're good at—is entertaining. The, that entertain—I know, I know—but like sometimes I don't want to be like be odd. But the tenth, eleventh, twelfth start turning into like they want like more. They want to be more adultish. They want to know like yeah, you know, asking intellectual questions and, and questions. Yeah. And I and I do enjoy that. And I do enjoy the entertaining. And I do enjoy the questions. And like you know, too cool for school. I I I enjoy that. But the eighth and ninth grade level is this mixture of. Man, we can be entertained, but we're not too cool for school. And we're just like, we're here, we're fun, we're a good time. And that's probably my favorite age group eighth Got and ninth you. grade. And then if I had to go total, I would probably go middle school versus high school. Just because middle school, I feel like expectations are just know that, show me that you care. Right. Show me that you care. Yeah. Whereas high school is like, tell me how you care. Right. And uh, what,
1: what grade was Jonathan?
0: Uh this is eighth grade. Eighth grade. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's a middle school. Yeah, so they just they just want to show me you care. Yeah. And I can show you how I care all the time by yeah, my yeah. actions, by my words. And honestly,
1: you should I think you showed Jonathan how you cared through through kind of pushing back against what he was trying to push against you. So
0: And we had we had daily conversations back there. Uh oh, some good conversations, Because he would never do his work and I'd be like, Hey buddy, like please do your work. And he's like, Yeah, I'm not gonna do it. I was like, what well, can you do? All right, well, what can we do? Okay. And he's got, he has an IEP, so he's gonna on some level just be pushed up, yep. which is the sadness of the school system. But anyways, right. uh let me ask you this. We I mentioned it earlier, you were the captain, which is the lead counselor at Jekyll. Yeah. Jekyll is one of my favorite places in the world.
1: Scientifically proven to be the best place on earth. So oh, it's it's yeah. science, books. Yeah. look it up, look it up look in it textbooks.
0: Up. Google it. Boop, yep. nope. fact checker. Yeah. Okay. Jekyll Eastland. Yep. Okay, it's a fact. So, Jekyll. Yep. I worked there summer of 2012, so that was, like, before you were a counselor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. No, I I, you I, on, I, I graduated oh, you 15.
1: I, I was oh. on board. So, yeah, I yeah. graduated 15. Uh-huh. And so, 15 to 18, I think. F-
0: 2015, 2018. And I was... And this is kind of the, the my favorite part about Jekyll. I was the pink counselor. So, Ooh. like, we had eight color groups. Yeah. And everybody's a different color. And I was, like, the kids at least at this point, I don't know if they do now, they didn't get to choose their color groups. We pre-assigned them. So they showed up, their name tags were already made, and they were in the color group. And so I knew for a fact that guys were going to be put into a pink group. And middle school kids are always like, "Oh, I don't want to be pink, that's a girl color. And if they had a girl counselor, it just kind of reinforces that. So I was like, you know what, I'll own it. Yeah, I'll be the pink guy because oh, yeah. I'm awesome. Yeah, and then the boys who are in there will be like, okay, cool, we have a cool male counselor, and then the girls they love me, and then yeah, they, they're going they yeah. so it was they're like good. it was a win win, and so I went all out. I have to show you afterwards. I made a um, a pink vest that had like a black sequence turtle on the back. Oh yeah, and like had a pink sweatband, sequence. and like uh, we had the we had Jekyll glasses that had like each color had had their own like little Band. little uh shades or whatever and oh, so oh I had yeah, like, yeah 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 so like they pink still sell shades. them in the store oh yeah nice i need to get some more because i love those <laughs> things uh, but i had like some pink yeah, shades and like i just wore pink all the time and it, it, the kids loved it man they were all about it and so I had a fantastic i will say like spiritually and physically and mentally 2012 the year of 2012 was one of my greatest years 100%. I, I became an RA that year. I, yeah. be, I was a counselor that year. I I started working in youth ministry that year, and so I t- I love it a lot. And part of that was that Jekyll summer is my favorite summer. Yeah. Even though there were some there were some difficulties, we had some hardships <laughs> that oh, summer, yeah. and some yeah. some crazy stories. I'll I'll tell you that later. But what a what color group you were there two summers, right? Yeah.
1: So I was I was green my first summer, and then nice, as I was nice. as I was the um. As I was the captain the second summer, I was like, you know what? I think the captain of a 4-H camp should be green. So I, I just carried it on to my second that year. Makes so, sense. That makes so, sense. So I was green both years. Rachel was red her captain year and because I think that's what she was when y'all were together. Were uh, y'all? I didn't work with Rachel. Okay, well, back when she, she was. She worked at- 2013. Okay, yeah. So 2013, me. I think, I don't know, I could just be talking. She was red, so she was red her first summer. I was green. My first, my my. First summer at Jekyll, and then I was green that second summer. So I just think it fit in with being a, to the lead one. The, right. I mean, the the lead counselor So yeah, because I will
0: say. My, well, it's funny, her first summer was 2013, and we're talking about things that people don't even know about, but I was Papa Bear that summer, and yeah. I was Red as well, Um so technically Rachel and I were both Red the same there summer. There yeah. uh, But no, I didn't work with her, she worked there in 2013. I'm trying to think, maybe Matt Anderson was the only one that stayed, but the rest of those Jekyll folks, like, yeah. Jasmine went, was captain. Right. Um Jasmine Thomas, shout out to her. Yes. And then... um I went to be Papa Bear and, that, and then Matt stayed. Yeah. And I think Dowdy went to go be SNR. So there was Lord like, we Doughty. all kind of scattered all out. So it wasn't yeah. the same. Um, but that's cool that, but we also worked at two different Jekyll 4 H sitters. Yeah, 100%. So, so 2013 was the last summer of Jekyll. Yes. And then they crushed it, they destroyed it, and then they rebuilt it like yes. a million dollar So comp-
1: They shut it down for two summers, shut it down for two summers. And then 17. Yeah, they opened it back up, and I was just a regular counselor, and as Rachel was the lead counselor, and then 18, I was the the count the the lead counselor there. That facility is schwank. It is. It is so, so nice, so schwanky. Like the cabins are amazing for the kids. Uh, the main auditorium is amazing. We use that main auditorium every day, all day, and it was never like okay, well, you know, we need to get out of here. Like in some some centers, you know, you're stuck inside this place was amazing, and they keep updating it with sound systems and lights and this and that oh, and everything, yeah. but the, audit, the, the food hall, getting to eat all summer long the same meals out of a brand new cafeteria, that's a lot better situation than not having a brand new cafeteria, so cafeteria was great, it's small staff working the facilities, uh, working the facilities, or working the, the camp itself. So living we, on the we beach was nice too. Oh my God. Jekyll Island is the greatest. Because in
0: 4 H camp, they come on a Monday. Yes. And for the most part, there's yeah. lots like of military camps that are different, but they come on a Monday, they leave on a Friday. Yes. So you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So
1: Friday. So living on the beach, I would rarely ever go to the beach. Jekyll island. Jekyll Island has some of the worst beaches in the world, but the island itself is the best place, look it up in textbooks. It's it's great, scientifically proven. But Friday when the kids would leave, we'd, we'd get, at like 10, we'd get done by 12, and we'd have all weekend until Monday morning to do whatever we want on the island. We ran that island, I would jump on a bike Friday Friday at, like, 12, and I would not get off that bike until, like, Sunday night. Because it has some even of the nicest bike trails. Oh, the the best bike trails, and, and they're everywhere across the island. So you, you could bike anywhere, everywhere, all the time. Can I tell you great. one
0: one quick bike story? What you got? We, we were bicycling on Jekyll, and there was four of us. And so we're bicycling, and we see two of them stop. And me and – I want to say it was, like, Shakia – shout out to Shakia and we're bicycling and we see them stop and then we see them like scream and take off and I'm like what in the heck? what's going on so we're biking and we get to where they were and I'm stopped and I'm like alright I don't know what they were looking at I kid you not Michael this is a 100% true story I know where this is going I look down not even 3 feet away from me is an alligator oh yeah and they're it's looking i know they're yeah, everywhere. everywhere and he was looking right at me he was like what's up dude and i was like, <laughs> no! I'm like go 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 like we just went It's like, took off and it's like oh my gosh and we got up to where they were at they were all like you know like huffing a puff and i was like why didn't you tell us why didn't you scream alligator like why would you make us also cross yeah. the alligator and yeah. not say anything yeah it was horrifying. well i've heard
1: stories of the alligators just across the bike path and you Come around a turn, and there's just an alligator sitting there, and you cannot cross. And you've got, <laughs> and you got how many kids in a group? You've got yeah. like
0: thirty plus thirty kids. kids
1: in a group. So anybody who doesn't know at summer camp when kids go to 4-H camp at Jekyll Island, biking is a class that they could take for just for one of the days or for for it's one the of the best days. class to teach. Best, best class to teach. Best class in general. Ever. You know, sure. Everybody loves it. But of it's all one of the 4-H. classes. Best class. It is. Best class to teach. Most fun, easiest, but the most rewarding, I think, because you would be, as a counselor, you would be very surprised to know how many kids that don't know how to bike. That is and also you, true. It's so and true. And you are on a, how long is how long is long Two like hours? An hour and a half, two, hour and a half hours, two hours. Two hours. So you are with 30 kids, and guaranteed there's going to be four kids that don't know how to bike. And Ugh, in, those so hours, in those two hours, in those two hours, you have to teach a kid how to bike, because you're with a group, you can't leave the group, and you're going, I think it's a three-mile trip around the island or something like that, and you've got to teach this kid how to bike. Uh, And so when you take a kid at a summer camp who's already having a great time and you teach them how to ride a bike, that's life-changing for them, and it's super rewarding for you. So it's not just a fun, easy class. It is definitely the most rewarding class because kids... Don't know how to bike, so and it's insane.
0: I didn't learn how to ride a bicycle till I was a junior. This so is you're crazy. one of them. I, w- I didn't learn learn how to ride till I was a junior in high school. And oh guess who taught me? You'll never guess who taught me. Papa Charlie. No, gosh, oh, no. Oh gosh. It was shout out to Papa Charlie. It <laughs> hey, was my 4-H agent, Mister Ian Calley. E- what? Do you remember Cowie? Maybe he always wore his uh, white no, hat. I he do, was yeah. crazy. Yeah. I love him. He he said he was embarrassed because we we're at a 4-H meeting. He's like, "What do you mean you don't know how to ride a bicycle? I was like, "I just." I have horrible balance. I just never learned how to do it. And so he took me to the parking lot yeah. with his bicycle and taught me how to ride a bicycle. That is amazing. And did
1: it not feel amazing?
0: Yeah, no, no. It was awesome. And then, yeah. you know, and I used it because I taught bicycling, yeah. you know, a couple years later. And yep. the the low-key best part about bicycling is you go through the historic part of Jekyll. And there's like, you know, at one point it was like one of the facts is like one-sixth of the world's wealth lived on Jekyll. Yes. With, yeah. With, you know, Rockefeller, J.P. Morgan, all these other Madison. people. Yep. Madison and but you go by this ice cream slash candy shop And you let the kids go in there and like if they want to buy like an ice cream or slushie or something They can do it. They Uh, took
1: that out. We don't do that anymore.
0: What? Yes.
1: I know. Wait, what? I know. Sorry to ruin your story. You, well, your whole story is focused on this, oh and I just gosh. squished it. But.
0: Well, one of the best parts was they would sell us slushies for a dollar because we're the 4 yeah. group.
1: Yeah, you have 30 kids. You're going to make profit anyway.
0: And, so. and I'll always be like, oh, guys, I forgot my wallet. And always a kid would be like, always. I
1: have a dollar. Always. Like,
0: Sweet, thanks, man. Yeah. And I always get a free slushie. Oh, yeah. Um, or I would like sweet-talk the person. I, I know that sounds real. I'm selling no, a, a you, weasel. No, yeah,
1: over, over eight weeks, you get to know those people and – you know, she'd this. be
0: like, she like, all right, you work at the selection machine, I'll sell other stuff. Yeah, so, you, so
1: you're now a, a, an employee. <laughs> of I would
0: start doing like, y'all want the the Nickelodeon '90s special? They're like, yeah. <laughs> and i will be like, green, blue, purple, Nickelodeon special. And they're like, y'all want the Superman? They'd be like, red and blue. And like, i would just awesome. like, you want the the Mayfield classic? They're like, yeah. I'd be like, pink, purple, you know, like you know, That's red, awesome. all these different flavors. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, this is delicious, and. They're all just just random flavors that taste like garbage, probably. But it's sugar. It's sugar. sugar. So it was awesome. Gotta but they don't do the that week. anymore. Y'all don't go by the.
1: We go there when we, we we do historic. We go to the historic district and the new shopping area. Um, uh, i don't know if I've seen for, that. For for the shopping day, I think it's Thursday or whatever. So Wednesday you go to the water park. Thursday you go shopping. There's a group at the historic district. Group at the new shopping district. And they switch, like an hour through or whatever. So that's when they go to the ice cream place.
0: That's bogus, dude. Bogus. Y'all don't go to St. Simons? Uh, to Listen Net here, Park? Richard.
1: Listen here, Richard. This needs to change.
0: Wait, do, do y'all not go to St. Simons on Thursday? No, no more St. Net Simons.
1: Are you kidding me?
0: As an alumni of 4-H and Jekyll, I Well, here's I, the reason. a reason.
1: Back in 2010 when they would do it, Jekyll okay. Island was just, uh, was 2012, just an island. But in two thousand, you know, sixteen, seventeen, and now there's so much to do on the island. When we, when the kids would leave blah, on Friday, blah, blah. we would stay on the island because the island is so much fun. There's so much there's to do. There's a mall there,
0: or is it's not a mall? It's just, just like a shopping
1: shopping center. Oh, I got you, I got yeah, you. and restaurant, more restaurants and stuff oh, that's like true. that. There was so no restaurants. There's, we had to go to Brunswick to go yes. eat. Yeah. yeah. Well, now there's restaurants and Damn. wonderful things to do. All but right. Either way.
0: Well, let me. Uh, first of all. Michael, thank you for being on today's podcast. Man, I enjoyed every bit of it. I just I just love talking to you. You're just a naturally good person. You know, and I like you a lot and you're awesome. But I do want to ask you one last thing was if people want to follow you on Instagram, you're yes. on, on Michael Ashley, yes. Instagram, Snapchat, but you do ice carving. I do. And I want to know what that is and yeah. what that means. So
1: you can follow our our company account K
0: and Z. K and Z. Ice
1: Carvings.
0: You text me that, I'll put that in the Yeah, uh, so the, it, it's uh, like, the, what's post.
1: what's this thing called right there? That? Oh, the,
0: the infinity sign? And, no. The oh, the, and, and, the and, and, and symbol.
1: And, yeah, yeah. one of those. Yeah, yeah. K and Z. I don't think it's and, A and D, but K and Z. I don't know. I'll put it in. You'll put it in the post for me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Knz ice carvings. Check out some of our sculptures. I don't do the sculpting. I oh, just. Oh, you do. Okay. What do you I, What do you do? I suck at art, like really bad. So I I make the ice. We've got these special machines that make the ice crystal clear, just the way it freezes it and everything. And I make the ice. I cut the ice. He sculpts it, makes the art all fancy and everything, and then I deliver it. We've coined ourselves the ice. Product transportation specialists. So you know? how
0: how do you transport? Like so, for example, the only time I've ever seen an ice carving was like 2009. I was on state board yeah. for 4-H, and we dedicated the new dining hall. That's mm-hmm. how old I am, because the dining hall now is just the dining the hall. The dining hall. But we had a eagle. Ice sculpture. Yeah. Like a giant eagle sculpture. My boss might have done that. He may have done back that. Back in the day. And so, like, does he just go, how does he do that? How do you carve ice? And, like, it's so a cube of ice. And we, just we are in
1: freezers as we're working. So 14-degree freezers. is what I work in. Like, 14 degrees is, is nothing for me anymore because I'm just used to it. So we're in the freezer. We transport it in a freezer van. And then when you set it up, it melts
0: then but does it last a good while though like it's uh, not like you know, six
1: to eight hours if it's good temperature and, and it's room tip and okay. then it disappears forever so it's into art. water it's the disappearing art
0: does he ever get frustrated like oh i just made this beautiful piece and i know it's gonna be melted uh,
1: it's the whole point of ice sculptures so i don't think so
0: uh, okay yeah. i guess that's true that's yeah. literally the whole point yeah. i'd say it's fantastic because i've seen you with some of these sculptures and like i'm like man that's awesome it's That's fun. really cool. i
1: got to travel a lot around a good bit with it, and it's it's just a fun job. get to meet a lot of people with it and everything. So,
0: Dang, man. Well, we covered a lot today. We talked about your family. Yeah. We talked about gym coaching. We talked about yeah. working at Jekyll. We talked yeah. about difficult student situations oh, yeah. and, and kids and stuff. Oh, yeah. Is there anything that we were going to cover and I didn't talk to you about? Is there anything that people need to know about Michael Ashley?
1: I think we hit most of it because all I do is work, you know, always – always coaching kids and stuff. though so, dating kid. anybody yes yes Charlie Charlie's my girlfriend Charlie, Charlie. Yeah. all right yeah.
0: and wait was she um I don't, I don't, I don't I have to cut this out okay wrong. <laughs> was she a cheerleader as well you' know, no. no she
1: oh well, okay yeah I guess yeah yeah she coach she was a cheerleader back in the day with my dad at the gym he would coach her tumbling and then she worked with us at the summer camp this summer that we have at our gymnastics gym. Right. And then now we're dating. So,
0: oh. Yeah. Nice. And yeah. where does she, does she go to school somewhere or?
1: Yeah, she's at the oh, uh, god, I hope this is right. George College on Highway no, 11. Villageville? No. Well, yeah. No, George, George Co- State. Georgia, Georgia State, State has Georgia a location State. in Newton County. So Georgia State. Okay, Georgia I think State. You probably need
0: to cut that out. Yeah. No, Char- <laughs> Char- Char- Charlie loves you. And she's so glad that you. Yeah. Uh, we like Charlie. So up.
1: I've I'm, I've met her through the gym. So that's cool, man. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's um, fun.
0: Want we'll to get her on the podcast at some point? Let's do it. Talk about y'all's relationship. Yes. Well, I always end the episode with this. Well, do you know what I always end the episode? I do. With? I do. What do and, I do?
1: And you one day you said that, oh, well, let's change it up a little bit. And then the next episode, you said, I always end like this. I was like, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't, because last episode, you did. Um, so we do, we I do will, I will quote, say don't
0: we? Here's a little little podcast magic for people, is I record episodes, uh, but I don't necessarily release, release them at the exact same time. So yeah. like sometimes I'll have like a, like Matthew D's and Will Helms. It's yeah. the most recent episode. But they recorded two episodes when they were here. yeah And so I released their episode. Then I released, like, two or three episodes in between, and then I re release I, yeah. I released the second episode they recorded. But if you listen to it, it talks about Notre Dame and Georgia football. Right, and that kind like, of threw me off. That did like, throw me why, off, why but are they talking I figured about that's it? how you did it anyways. So. Yeah, so we, we just record multiple yeah. episodes. Um, we probably shouldn't date episodes, but that's how we do it. Eh. It's just, because I don't want people to like listen to the, the same people twice. Yeah. I want right. to be able to spread it out. Yeah. Um, and then, Anyways, I digress. But I tried to end each episode with yeah, yeah, a piece huh, of advice, huh. a piece of wisdom, yes. a piece of a thing that, like, if you could tell the audience right now, like, here's something that I've learned or something that I feel like is my daily um, Cherokee drum that has beat my life to, like, what, what would that be?
1: So... I, I hope you don't have Doctor oh I hope you do have Doctor Bo Rouse on here one day. Oh my
0: that would be legendary. Let's I've, get that happen. Got let's, a, let's hashtag that people. I've gotta
1: make this happen because he is the greatest man on the face of this earth, he is fantastic, wonderful, human. wonderful human. I one of his favorite four hers He so. would he would make this podcast just complete. It would be it would be. Wonderful. I, I don't
0: know. I, I'd be too nervous. I'm like Doctor Bo's in my house. I don't know. Right? He's
1: such a soothing human. It's would just. What do you come in
0: here and go, ah. Ben? You're too nerdy, man. Like look at all I have, yeah, a, I have a Georgia you flag. Like, you know
1: what? Thanks, man. He, he puts it in a way that's like that makes it's gonna make you feel. That good. is so true. God. It is. Shout out to Doctor Rouse. We're, we're gonna
0: get that hashtagging.
1: Let's do it. But my, um, my quote is from him, and you've probably heard this. If you want to touch the past, touch a rock. If you want to touch the present, touch a flower. If you want to touch the future, touch the life of a child. So, kind of wraps up what we were talking about. Uh, you know, you're molding these kids' lives. You know, it may not feel like it sometimes, but you're definitely, definitely making a difference when you teach a kid something or coach a kid, coach kids in general or or something like that. So, past, present, future.
0: Dang, dude, that's that's good. That wraps it up really well. I'm trying to think if I was going to come up with something that was, like, inspirational. But I can't really think of anything today. Uh, I have been reading some quotes from um, Zig Ziglar. Yeah. He's like a motivational yeah. speaker or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got some really great stuff. So I will go look at that. And also I saw a post yesterday. Have you... I don't, I'm trying to wrap this episode up. But have you listened to uh, Kanye West's new album? I haven't. No, it's remember like, Country? I, I haven't oh, broadened true. my spectrum yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he just released like a gospel album, and I've been listening to it, and I saw this post, and I took a screenshot, because I'm going to talk about tonight, uh, Wednesday night, Bible study. Let's see if I can find it. It talks about uh, how we're, we, people are skeptical of his gospel album. Yeah. and Like, if is it real? Is it not real? Mm-hmm. It just talks about, dude, like, he released a gospel album. Let's celebrate it. Like, right. Let's talk about it. Like, it's about the music. So, anyways, I digress. So just excited. go
1: listen to the album is what you're saying. Yeah, the go listen
0: to it. It's fantastic. Michael Ashley, thank you for being here today, man. It was, you, it was very enjoyable. I'm I enjoyed just, every second of it. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm giddy because it it's like, man, like, you like you came. Like, you drove an hour and a half to be here to be on today's podcast. And it's just like, I love it because you love the podcast, we're friends, and I haven't seen you in a while, so it's just good to catch up with you. And so thank you for being here today. Most definitely.
1: Hey, before I leave, can I buy a t-shirt? I've heard your t-shirts are fantastic. I'm going to have to buy one of those off you.
0: Yes! Absolutely you can. Um, The Great White Buffalo Podcast uh, has comfort color t-shirts, a green and red is for purchase. Stickers. That are also for purchase, and I don't know if you're doing this or not. We're having hats. Yes, uh, and they'll your be podcast here. Podcast ads. You got to have one. They'll be in here in December. Okay, so that takes a while. for it's okay. it's okay. product, production. It's good. Make sure to grab one then. Depending on when you listen to this, it may be December. So, uh, depending on <laughs> when I release this episode, right. but anyways, yes, absolutely. Thank you for the merch. Follow us on Great White Buffalo Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Apple and Spotify. Give us five star rating, write us a review. It helps the podcast out so much. Michael, thanks for being here. Thank you, sir. And thanks for listening to the Great White Buffalo Podcast.